welcome everybody to Lunacy Podcast, brought to you by Roughneck Scars. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave and Connor. Dave Stevens, Connor Ennis. I am Tony Perbonanzi. On a Zoomcast, guys, on this, uh, well, relatively nice uh, first of August in Minnesota, only 80, degree, 80 degrees outside, although the uh, wildfire smoke is, is terrible. Uh, Dave is still in China. However, he has now moved yeah. venues. He has been removed from his old hotel that he's been at for two weeks to a new hotel near his uh, place where he's going to be working at. Uh, so um, they had a little, what, Dave, they'd give you a little bus ride to the new hotel. And uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I had to leave my, you know, comfy digs in, in Shanghai mm-hmm. uh, yesterday morning um, that I had two weeks there um, at kind of a, it was a double tree by Hilton hotel in, you know, Shanghai downtown. So it was quite a nice hotel and uh, it was up on the 20th floor. Now it wasn't run by the double tree Hilton. It was, you know, a government CDC hotel, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, yesterday, then I, I, uh, they, we, we went through, they released us from quarantine in Shanghai. They let us go after a final test and um, doing all of our paperwork and checking us out. And then we got out of there. And then I took basically a, almost a six hour um, van car ride up to where I'm going now in Wuchi. It's near Bengbu city. If you're familiar with uh, that area of China. Not even no, not, no. Yeah. Where is that? Sorry, Wuji, Wuhi, Wuhi County, and near Bangbu. Yeah. Anyways, no. This hotel is 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 a hotel that I'll be staying at for a week. It's also a government CDC style quarantine hotel. I'll be mm. here for a week. This is a little more basic. It's uh, you know, it's kind of like more like a say Motel Six of hotels, but uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a different. Uh, after a couple of weeks, it's kind of almost nice to have a change of scenery. So it's yeah. a little different. Uh, starting a new week and uh, yeah we'll see what happens here so yeah geez man well uh dave you're you're really not missing much here except for the uh, wildfire smoke that has been occurring which yeah, is crazy unfortunately i've and, seen uh, pictures it's, it's been bad um, it's been pretty bad yeah i was yeah. down in iowa and it was just as bad too yeah uh today the i believe the air quality index has been at around 150 for the past yeah. week or so yeah it's it's not been good i so uh the last couple of days I've been outside a lot. Uh, we had the uh, food truck come by on Friday, uh, which was great. And then my wife decided to barbecue yesterday for my birthday, uh, which was fun. And then today I went to the horse track uh, to kind of close the weekend out. And uh, I have some Connor for the podcast. Uh, last night I was trying to stay awake for the game. And as I'm kind of laying there, uh, my nose started to bleed. Mm. And so I was like, holy crap. So I looked it up. I'm like, yeah, the wildfire smoke has caused people's noses to bleed because the air is so polluted and crappy and what have wow. you. So it's it's, uh, it's not cool. Yeah, I got to say, I mean, I've, I actually, I was sent a picture of my niece's soccer game just uh, yesterday and or mm-hmm. a couple of days ago now, actually. And the haze was incredible. It was like 630 at night. You could see the sun through the haze, but yeah, it was surreal, very different. Yeah. And so, yeah, not, I'm not able to, to say go for a run here because i'm stuck in the rooms but yeah. uh i suppose yeah. it wouldn't be the best to do that back home either no yeah. it would not be good to do that no it wouldn't and my, you know my my wife uh being pregnant is, has been especially uh sensitive to this kind of stuff too oh yeah it's, uh, uh she so she hasn't been able to spend more than maybe an hour and a half two hours at outdoors during the yep. day uh during all this stuff it's been pretty bad uh they I, I do believe they say it's going to dissipate by tuesday though 
Uh, I did hear that, that it'll be dissipate by Tuesday, but I mean, I hope it does. Uh, I mean, mm -hmm. that's just, I hope that uh, things get better. You know? yep. uh, holy crap, I guys, I did not realize it. Uh, did not plug my mic in. Uh, I was wondering why oh. it wasn't going on, but it's okay. Really? Well, it'll just, we yeah. can hear you. I know we yeah, can hear me, but I'm coming through the computer. That's coming through the computer. So I'm going to plug that in right now. Okay. So you're not the works. only one having uh, technical difficulties this morning then. Apparently. <laughs> oh, now, now it'll work. Or this evening. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Well, I've had I'm a trying... long, had a long weekend, Dave. I've been, yeah. I've had a lot to drink this weekend and uh, yeah. And uh, the horse track was uh, great today. We only stayed for five races, but uh, we saw the Corgis. They had a Corgi racing. Um, oh yeah. And uh, I won a uh, trifecta on the first race of the, of the, of the day, which is nice. Only 70 bucks. So nothing like the 800 and something I won that one time, but uh, mm -hmm. you know, it was nice. A lot of people there guys, a lot of people, it was packed uh, long lines for everything. Um, it was nuts. So, but uh, yeah, we're, it's kind of getting a little crazy guys. Cause I'm sure our listeners know this, but uh, COVID has uh, started to rear its ugly head once again, uh, not only in the southern states, but also coming this way as well. And uh, so more mask mandates happening. Um, New York, have you guys heard about what New York is doing? No, no, no. I haven't. Um, so at, not really the government, but uh, New York private industry, uh, Broadway, has decided that they will require you to be uh, have proof of vaccination or a negative uh, PCR test within 24 hours of going to a show, uh, which is oh, wow. which is nuts. Um, there are a bunch of restaurants now in New York, not like the chain restaurants, but restaurants that people own, you know, independents who are now requiring you to be vaccinated in order to come there, eat there, or to work there. Mm -hmm. um, so we're starting to see private industry kind of put the pressure on non-vaccinated people. Um, and uh, I will be interested to see how that works out uh, in the rest of the country, because if New York can do it, then everybody, everybody else can do it. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, we have the big Minnesota get together coming up here at the end of August. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some restriction to that, to the state fair this year, uh, in terms of either vaccinations or numbers of people in there. They can't, there's no way they can police having everybody wear a mask at the state fair. Um, so I'm sure there'll be some sort of restrictions involved especially if numbers keep going up but uh yeah so, it's, it's tell you, maybe 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 they should just uh, quarantine everyone for 21 days in a hotel room and it'll go like, away i yeah. could do that i could yeah. do that yeah. i could like, do it like shut down the whole here. state for it, the, whole state. Down the whole country for two weeks and yeah uh, yeah it's too away. bad to hear i haven't i haven't been able to follow as closely as i normally would of course yeah. but yeah i mean the same kind of things are happening here in china in fact mm -hmm. just on my drive up here to the to to where i'm going to be working here um, I've heard over the last week or two now, there's been outbreaks here in this area, basically. And so, yeah, mm. they take it seriously here. There's uh, checkpoints on the road and everything. Because mm. actually, it had loosened up here in China pretty, yeah. pretty much. And But now it's same things happening here, starting to crack down. They take it seriously as far as testing goes. If you were in a contaminated zone, you got to go. They kind of make testing mandatory, at least commercial sites or, you know, sites like that you might be working or visiting so but yeah hopefully uh we can get through this like we did last time so. yeah let's we'll see uh, it's it's uh it's it's it sucks you know 
had all these nice plans at the end of the summer and now you're kind of like oh well, that's gonna uh, gonna change things up a bit yeah anywho guys uh well, at least connor and i are drinking craft beer uh connor what do you have tonight uh well everyone i've got myself a new brewery here um my as i said before my wife and i were driving home from uh, iowa today and we stopped in a small city in minnesota named medelia and uh <clears throat> they have a brewery there called lost sanity brewing awesome. and it's uh, i have their double dry hopped hazy ipa called the citra maximo and it's very, very good. Um, just kind of the right amount of citrus. It's 7.3 uh, ABV. And, um, you know, uh, I, I walked into their tap room. I was a bit surprised to see that the, that kind of tap room was in a small town like Medelia. Um, it, it must be, they must get to people from all around because they look like they're thriving. But, uh, um, but yeah, it's in a small town, maybe no bigger than... Uh, no bigger than Robbinsdale, I would say. I would think actually. Oh, um, yeah. <clears throat> but it's a, uh, yeah, it's it's a cool place, and uh, yeah, I've got a couple beers. Lost Sanity Brewing. Uh, go check it out if you're ever in Medelia. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, it's, you know, small towns in Minnesota have started to get breweries, you know, put up in them, and it's really because of I think they get a lot of local people in there. You're mm -hmm. right, kind of though. I think they get a lot of people like driving through. They'll stop in there, you know at the brewery, you know, stops in other places in the small towns and do it that way. So mm -hmm. um, it is cool to have breweries in small town, Minnesota, not just in the metro area, um, yeah. like we're, we're used to. Yeah. Um, I have a beer from uh, Liftbridge Brewing. And normally I'd be like, well, Liftbridge is kind of a popular brew, kind of like Surly and, you know, Summit, you know, Liftbridge is, is, is bigger. Um, but I, I picked this up because I, I was I shopped at Coburn's uh, the liquor store the other day and they had a limited edition anniversary ale. And I was thinking anniversary ale for who? For Liftbridge? No, no, it's for Coburn's. Coburn's oh, wow. made a oh. made a beer for uh, or, uh, Liftbridge made a beer for Coburn's for their hundred years. Uh, Coburn's has been around since 1921, and so Liftbridge made a beer for them. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff. So for Coburn's, cool. Yeah, crisp citrus oh, IPA. Know. It's good stuff. Uh, it has a little thing about Coburn's on the back. It talks about their history and how they're still technically the uh, the um, they're led by the fourth and fifth generation of Coburn family members, and they're employee owned, which I didn't know that Coburn's was employee owned. Oh, very which cool. Which is cool. So uh, yeah, was, that's why I picked it up. I was like, oh, anniversary beer for Coburn's. Way to go. Mm. very tasty if you see it i don't know if you'll find it anywhere except for coburn's probably mm. uh what, what did you say it was called uh, uh anniversary ale anniversary ale okay yep. yeah check it out so yeah if you go to coburn's in the liquor store and find it uh, it's good beer and uh props to uh props to coburn's for being around for 100 years i had no idea they were that old um, i didn't either i thought they were like probably like 50 years old on a hundred chimney christmas so i'd never even heard of coburn's until i met uh until i met my wife about four years ago actually really I've never wow. seen one around yeah they are they're big out here in the uh western area of the metro hmm. and i think uh i think delano has a coburn's i know well we have one big lake has a coburn so they're kind of right and they started in st cloud or near st cloud so that's oh, not gotcha. surprising 
So yeah, there's one down. There's one down in Bell Plain where my my wife's family work lives. There. Yeah, you don't see them in the metro. I mean, I, I don't think there's really any Coburns in the metro area. Um, I think they kind of stay away from the um, you know where Cub is at, and of course uh, Hyvee and all that stuff. They stay yeah. out of that whole thing. So, um, yeah. So good beer. Uh, we have two games to talk about, guys. We have a Wednesday game uh, against uh, LAFC. And we have last night's game against uh, who did they play last? Was it? Uh, it was the Whitecaps. Whitecaps. Oh, Dave's got to do his COVID test, guys. Oh. Yeah, Dave's got a COVID test. They're <clears throat> knocking on his door. The Chinese government is coming to test Dave for COVID. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we had uh, LAFC on Wednesday. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that briefly since it happened Wednesday. Um, I think, uh, Connor, if you're like me, a, it was a late game, so yep. I didn't stay up for that game because I fell asleep. Uh, but I looked at that game and I said, um, LAFC, they're not as good as they have been. They have right. potential to win the Cup, but they haven't been great. And they just traded away um, – who did they trade away last week? It was uh, their uh, – Mark Anthony K. They traded Mark Kay. Anthony K. to Colorado Rapids. Yeah. A, uh, Canadian uh, midfield playmaker kind of guy. And oh, yeah. uh, so that's a big loss for LAFC. But uh, LAFC, yeah. again, still – I mean, they're like you say, Tony, they're not as good as they once were, but they, mm-hmm. they're still a very capable team with uh, the likes of Carlos Vela and uh, Diego Rossi. Well, oh. leading it up, and uh, so it's, yeah. uh, it was. It was always going to be a challenge going into uh, to the Bank of California to play yeah. against them. And um, I thought we, I thought we played well just to uh, just to start us off here. Uh, I thought we, I thought we played well enough to uh, uh, to deserve the 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 result that we got, which we'll talk about in a minute here. Um, <clears throat> the uh, uh, but like you say, Tony, it was a it was a late game, so it was uh, uh, it was kind of past my bedtime so yeah. I, I but uh i did stay up uh, long enough to watch it all though well good for you but yeah well and you're I, young uh, you're yeah. young kid so yeah and and, and for me i mean i, I kind of had so. to keep i kind of had to keep one eye on the uh on my work and one eye on my phone i was able to stream most of it um yeah it kind of happened over a good part of my lunch hour because the game came on at 10 30 i think it was 10 10 30 here was it 9 30 back home on wednesday yeah night? It was, it was yeah 10 yeah would have been 10 30 here so i got to watch a good part of it it was hard to focus on the game too closely on the phone but mm-hmm. yeah i mean to your right to your point guys i think the that trade mark anthony k trade is really kind of it's going to shake up the standings a little bit it's an odd trade isn't it to an inter-conference trade mm-hmm. um and and considering how close colorado and, and lafc are in the standings too it's one you don't really see if you especially if you're talking about other sports but this was odd because lafc they're not uh they're not uh reloading they're not throwing away that throwing in the towel for the season you know they're oh. sitting you know they still have that potent offense that uh connor mentioned so yeah it was a little bit surprising maybe they just they could they could they felt they could move on with who they have but uh yeah well, it's always a potent attack to, and it's always dangerous to get out there in lafc so. and the big thing that came out I, I watched the uh some of the highlights here guys the big thing at the beginning of the first half was uh chase gasper going down right um yes. and uh coming out uh it's always tough to see a guy like Gasper who has I think won back some people this year with his play I think there's some people who were kind of not Gasper haters but they thought he was not the best fit uh for that position but now he's kind of 
been kind of a, a steady rock on that yeah. back line. So people have kind of been on the getting on the Chase Gasper uh, fan train a little bit more. And then when he goes out like that, it's tough to see because I think he was gaining a lot of momentum uh, this year. So um, I don't know. Do we know if that's a bad injury? Did he play last night? Well, no, he didn't. He was not yeah. available okay. against Vancouver either. So, I mean, it didn't look great. They, they, you know, it, this is kind of bang, bang in these, you know, midweek games, but, you know, we came right out afterwards saying, basically, you know, this is post game. Uh, Adrian Heath came out and said, you know, uh, we'll know more about Gasper tomorrow, meaning th- last Thursday, but he said right then and there, basically post game that it did not look good for Vancouver on the weekend. Of yeah. course it wouldn't the game being only a couple days later, but um, yeah, Got there's it. not a whole yeah. lot of details released as of now, but it's, obviously it's a, it's a hip injury. So yeah. that, that's uh that's troubling uh and you know it didn't it didn't really uh come following any kind of hard tackle or anything like that so um that whenever you see a player go down and nothing's really happened it's always a little bit of a scary moment so hopefully gasper's okay enough to to come back uh soon if if not against houston maybe against the la galaxy uh but um but a safe uh, recovery for chase gasper here yeah so uh of course, DJ Taylor comes in, and we've seen DJ Taylor play, I won't say well, but has played good enough um, on that back line to to take over Chase. Um, he's been solid. He, he's been solid. I yeah, I'd say he's yeah. been very, you know, very solid. I mean, I know earlier in the season we pointed out a specific moment, specific play mm-hmm. where, you know, maybe – and I think it was in his first – his first appearance actually yeah. that we discussed, yeah. but he, since then he's been pretty solid. And in fact, mm-hmm. he, he had done a good job stepping in for Metnir when he needed to, you know, when yep. Metnir was uh, over in France for his green card. And I think he filled in admirably and uh, just mm-hmm. being able to, and here, here, here you go. That was on the right wing. Here he is stepping in in the middle of the game, no warm up, basically for uh, Chase Gasper out on the left wing. So he's doing yep doing what he doing everything he's asked and uh yeah so i'm you know it's pretty impressive and, and i mean let's not a spoiler but he you know did a pr- tremendous job throughout the rest of this game against lafc there's no doubt about it so. well let's let's talk about the first goal for lafc uh carlos vela gets a goal mm. uh, pretty much a, a giveaway uh by yeah. I, don't, I don't remember who it was yeah. but it was a giveaway it was it was it was met near actually yeah uh, kind of in in the midfield unfortunately in the midfield. and yep yeah, it, it was an unfortunate giveaway because LAFC up until that point was putting on the pressure. I mean, they their attack was strong, uh, but but credit to Minnesota's back line, Minnesota's defensive mid. Uh, they were you know, Minnesota's defense was solid throughout most of the first half to withstand kind of that pressure. I know the game kind of opened up during at times during the first half, in my opinion, like it, it was an open game. Minnesota had some opportunities, didn't really finish, of course. Um but, you know, I think it was mainly LAFC with the consistent pressure and Minnesota withheld it until in that unfortunate turnover against Metonier. So, yeah. yeah. And then it was it was tough because at that point, Miller was kind of left alone on an island. And then it's Vela being Vela. It was just a quality kind of, I don't know, I guess you call it a chip right over. Yeah. Chip strike right over Miller's head. And it was unfortunate because it was so close to the, the end of the half that you just want to get to halftime, keep it scoreless, but it wasn't going to be. Again, you get a guy like Vela uh, out in, in a run like that, and good luck stopping him because yeah. he's going to score. I, he's, that's the type of player he is. Um, but 
guys, I guess uh, my biggest thing from the first half was we only go, we're only down by one going into halftime. And really the only reason we're down by one is a mistake by Metnir. So, I mean, it's, as we're still looking pretty good. I think play was uh, from the highlights I saw and some of the other stuff uh, play was pretty decent in the first half. Um, the second half, uh, you know, what else can we talk about other than Reynoso's goal uh, coming out in the second half there, guys? I mean, that yeah. goal was fantastic. Yeah, it really was. Uh, great work by Reynoso to find that uh, that positioning outside mm-hmm. of the defense to just kind of make his way around. And, uh, you know, I thought he was going to – I thought he <clears throat> when he swung his foot at it, I thought he was going to skim it. I thought he was going to just whiff on it and put it, mm-hmm. put it wide, but he – he hit it very solidly. Uh, so it was, um, it, it was just an all around great effort by Reynoso. And that's the effort that we've all, been, uh, that, that's, uh, well, it's, it's mostly the effort that we've all been waiting to see from him all season. So it's, uh, well, um, so it's great. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I think, you know, this is a player in Vail and we even mentioned it uh, last week, maybe the week before, um, uh, Reynoso is a player that's heating up. There's no doubt about it. He's had goals now in the bat- last two games, I believe not, you know, not counting, uh, Vancouver here, but, uh, he's had goals, you know, coming into this LAFC in the last two games, he's had assists. We talked about the expected assists, the chances that he creates, he's really starting to heat up. And so it's nice to see him get the rewards of his effort too, with some goals. And this one was, yeah, Connor, you mentioned it just a few where, you know, let's credit Lude on the assist coming from out. Right. But then it was Lude. It was, it was, it was Reynoso really. And it was just uh, uh, some personal effort to take that ball, you know, on the dribble, get out wide, create his own space. And then, yeah, he stunned both the defender and the goalkeeper with that sweeping shot and uh, just all around individual effort. And I know maybe we'll talk about it towards the end of the match, but I know like on Twitter, there was a little debate between, you know, goal, you know, call it goal of the year. And actually, you know, spoiler, but you know, the, the, of the two goals that we saw in this game from Minnesota United, there was debate on which one was better. Um, This one was just incredible due to the individual effort from Reynoso and creating his own space and getting around the defender and then sweeping that shot past the goalkeeper with pace, just, yeah. incredible goal in my opinion and like you said dave uh credit lude with the assist because it's a great pass out to the out to the left to find reynoso uh in space so um <clears throat> it's the vision that we uh we have seen lude be able to have uh, and it's uh instead of a shot from his left foot it came it came as a, an assist from his left foot so uh that was nice to see yeah i mean <clears throat> great play by ray and uh you know puts us back on equal footing again guys and so there you go. It's 1-1. I mean, what more can I ask for? If this game ends as a 1-1 draw, we're happy with that, right? I mean, it's LAFC. We're playing in LA. Yep. Great. Um, so most of the second half from what I saw from highlights and stuff, it was, it was kind of back and forth. Um, wasn't too much craziness, unless you guys have something to chime in on. Um, until we get to the next goal, which was in the 77th minute. I think that came off of, it came off of a corner kick, didn't it? It did. Yep. LAFC. Uh, um, your, your classic kind of corner kick, uh, find your, your largest defender and get his head on it. Basically. Yep. Yep. Uh, that came from Tristan Blackman, yep. uh, who, uh, I will say, I thought he was heading out of the, uh, Tristan Blackman was heading out of the game, uh, earlier, uh, that game because I saw him go down with an injury, a little earlier that game so it was uh it was weird to see him on the other end but uh 
Yep, just a, a corner with um, uh, just Blackman got his head to it. He was first to get his head to it, and that was that, basically. And, yeah, and so now, of course, we're talking, you know, 77th minute, guys, now we've got, what, thir- 10, 13 minutes left in this game, and we're down. Yeah. And so what I'd heard on uh, the Twitterverse was during these last, like, 20 minutes, there was some faking of injury type of stuff play on lfc is that correct um i saw a lot of people saying that if they didn't if they hadn't faked some injuries or been down for as long as they were there wouldn't have been so much extra time involved and asani dotson would not been able to do what he did yeah i i i'm not sure if it was necessarily faking injuries i mean i'm sure some of it was but uh um, I, I mean, I, it, that didn't jump out at me while playing the game. Uh, well, let's not say, let's game. not say fake. Let's say some acting, some overacting yeah. type of deals. I, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. In my, again, I, without having the, the closest eye in this match the whole time, I mean, to me, it didn't, nothing really struck out at me. I like basically like Connor said, and I think it's a little bit maybe whining and, and if, and I think it's just kind of. I think it's a lot of people just talking because they, you know, they're kind of smirking at the result, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, but I don't know. I don't think it's anything you wouldn't expect to see in, in, in a match like this, you know, at home playing with a lead you're, you're, there's going to be classic time wasting, you know, there was, it's not yeah. like there was any cards given out for, for, for falling or, or mm-hmm. faking or time wasting or anything like that. So I don't think it was anything out of the ordinary, but sure, sure. Yeah, we'll see. Well, and that's, uh, again, and people online were saying that that's why they had so much extra time and that how our guy, mm-hmm. Basani Dotson, could hit the game-tying goal in the 95th minute. The classic uh, Asani, Donnie, Asani Dotson banger. Yeah, certified bangers only. <clears throat> certified Yeah, I, Yeah, th- this one this one was crazy. And it's just the whole mentality. Yeah, because, you know, with, with Blackman scoring in the 77th minute to go ahead late for LAFC at home, I – you know, I kept watching, but boy, at this point, I was just hanging my head because, you know, I had gone just minutes earlier thinking, okay, if they can hold on for a point on the road, it almost feels like a victory to get a result at LAFC in this condition, in, in this state, especially coming after, coming after a couple of victories for Minnesota United. And it just, I was just so let down, you know, because just nothing was happening, you know, credit LAFC for just kind of doing what they had to do in the midfield and the back line, just shutting the team down. Credit. And uh, yeah, it just got to it, got to just tick, tick, tick. And then we have to say, um, we have to say about, you know, Dotson's goal. There's a couple things is maybe Heath's magic strikes again um, yeah. because another late sub uh, directly led to, to a goal, a late goal. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it was, it was Gregish coming on in the 68th mm-hmm. minute for Ja'Cory Hayes. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Because it was Gregish's assist that made that, that goal by Dotson possible. Now you can look at it a couple different ways. And um, this was last gasp. It had to have been the yeah. literally the last gasp because there was just seconds remaining in the, in the, in the, the added time there. And uh, Greg is coming down the right-hand side. And the reason I say you can look at it a couple different ways is because I think you can say that clearly um, Greg has made a, you could call it a, a unbelievable cross basically into the center of the pitch from the right hand side to to find Dotson and so I think there's part of me that says he knew exactly where Dotson was 
he saw him. He wanted to get the ball. That's what he was trying to do to get the ball to Dotson in that part of the space yeah. in the center of the field there, just in front of the box. At the other flip side, you can almost look at that replay and think, wow, uh, that was just a desperation kind of cross by Gregus. Lucky hail, to get hail it. Mary. But, it was a Hail Mary. Yeah, it was 100%. It was, a, yeah. uh, it was a desperation cross and that, along mm-hmm. with a desperation shot, mm-hmm. uh, to be perfectly honest. And uh, it worked. it worked out. Yeah. Uh, I will say though that we were the lucky ones because at 99 out of 100 times that doesn't work. No. Um, and yeah, the the goal was the goal was the thing of beauty. Of course, it was kind of like a it was basically a half volley. It's a kind of first touch and then half volley, just strike solid into the back of the net, and it was just yeah. stunning, stunning to watch. I couldn't believe it, and that's why I mean, there's yeah. a huge there could be a huge debate on whose goal was better, Reynoso's or Dodson's. And I mean, I'd listen to either case. I mean, be, because of the moment, because of when it happened, I mean, as from a team standpoint, I think you got to go with Dotson just because it happened in the last second to come away with the point. Yep. But as far as individual effort, Reynoso, but geez, they were both so amazing. It's hard to argue either way, really. Right. Yeah, it's um, good Lord. I got like drama going on in my house. It's ridiculous. Kind of like uh-uh. Kids are yelling about stuff. It's nuts. Um. So, anywho, uh, so this game ends up, guys, as a as a two two as a two two uh, draw, which you know, do I want them to win games like this? Of course, but to come out of LAFC with a draw is fine by me. Um, yep. After yeah. the, the the past two games that we've had, where we've had some, you know, some big upsets in those past two games, um, so yeah, it, it was it was nice to see. Um, I guess, am I happy about it? No, but well, yeah, I mean, I think, you, well, I think, I think you have to be in the center. Well, you don't have to be telling him that telling you what you got to do, of course. But I mean, you look at that stretch of games where granted two of them were at Allianz field, but you had Seattle, mm-hmm. Portland, LAFC. I think if before those games had started, you say you get seven points from those three games and you're, you're taking that and running and not mm-hmm. even looking back. So, I mean, I think that's st- over that stretch of games um, you're taking that seven points and you're happy, especially, you know, for most of that game, uh, Minnesota, you got to credit, I think in this game, you really got to credit the, the, the back line of Minnesota. And again, this was kind of, this was no box. This is without Boxel. This was, uh, this is without, you know, Chase Gasper for most of the game. So really yeah. credit the back line to because no. Yeah. Like I said earlier, make no mistake about it. LAFC still has a potent attack, you know, potent yeah. attacking offense. And they and they did. They did on thir- on Wednesday night. LAFC that they had 19 shots, you know, in that game, they had 60 percent of the possession. But uh, Minnesota did a good job on the road of sustaining all that. And then to steal, I mean, to come away with a late, late point was incredible. So I've, I'm happy. I think you have to be. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. The, <clears throat> I think uh, to come out of LAFC with a draw is uh, good for any team, let alone Minnesota. And, uh, you know, we've had quite good luck with the, uh, in uh, the bank of California uh, since LAFC came into the league. So, um, uh, so I, I would consider ourselves uh, more fortunate than most teams. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like you say, Dave, I think you put it perfectly that, uh, that we, we expected to, uh, at max come out of these four game these four west coast games without uh with uh, eight points maximum and um or or with seven points maximum and uh so to get a point in lafc was huge after the after the wins against portland and seattle 
Um, you've got uh, then you've got Vancouver coming up uh, next, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, and I've got a lot to talk about that game. That's for sure. Oh, but, I'm uh, sure you do. <clears throat> yep. Um, another game. Another game I did not watch because uh, I fell asleep. And uh, you know that's what happens on your birthday weekend. You fall asleep. You get old. You fall asleep. Uh, we're gonna take guys just a very short break um, before we get into this next match. Um, but we'll be back in just a minute, and uh, we'll talk about the Vancouver matchup. So, all right, and we are back, guys. Um, let's talk about last night's game another game i did not watch because i fell asleep um this one again was uh, against uh vancouver and this was in salt lake city correct right am i right yep. about that it was so they we, will go we'll go back to vancouver here shortly i believe yeah um, very soon yeah very soon i think as of i mean basically they announced it just uh, as of just the end of uh, july just a couple of days ago they announced that the remaining home games for the for um, Canadian sides will be played in Canada. Yep. And in fact, I believe uh, that that's kind of across the board uh, without going, without knowing all the details, I think of, of, of the exceptions that the Canadian government made. I think uh, I at least heard that um, I think Toronto, uh, Canada's baseball team, the uh, Toronto Blue Jays were back home in the Rogers center pl playing as well as of this past weekend, just a few days yeah. ago. So because yeah. uh Guess who pitched uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays? I think it was today. Oh, was uh, it Barrios? Okay. Barrios pitched six, okay. six, six shutout innings for our mm. former Minnesota Twin Jose Barrios. Uh, good which, for him. Yes, good for him, and uh, I wish him well. Um, hey, Dave, what you, Dave, what are you drinking there? I am basically drinking. Um, it's water, but I, uh, I added, I've, I, I still, I brought a few things with me. I still have a little bit left. It's basically like, um, I don't know what you'd call them, like flavor, water drops, flavor, water, flavored oh, water drops. Um, what, what's a good, um, name escapes me right now. Like crystal light. It's not crystal light, but you can get these little squeezer bottles that you can squeeze in. And this particular one has caffeine with it. So Ooh, basically- nice. Oh, caffeinated cool. water. Yeah. Mm. Sounds delightful. Well, you know, it's, it's not a, a, cra a local Minnesota craft beer. I wish I could be doing that with you guys, but uh, <laughs> it, at least it has some caffeine in it oh. as I'm recording this in the morning. So got to do what I can do here. Yeah. Do what you can, Dave. Do what you can. I've got All a right. kettle in my room. I just didn't have time to make some coffee. So I'll be doing that <laughs> later. Sure. Uh, so we rock into Salt Lake City to play Vancouver um, off of Wednesday's uh, draw with LAFC. And oh, I will say this, you know, Tony, I'm sorry to interrupt, um, but I will say this is I, I was traveling. I was uh, traveling through China, of course. I didn't have the chance to watch it. I was able to jump on at a couple times on my phone just to catch the stream um, on Bally Sports North at the. Uh, it's kind of it's been pretty awesome since I've been over here. Of course, I pay through the teeth because I have Comcast. But yeah. if we get into the whole how or how how you can or cannot watch the team this year, it's been frustrating for a lot of people. I know. Anyways, yeah. what my point was when I first turned it on for a second, I had kind of heard the news about Canadian teams being allowed to play in Canada going forward. 
I, for a second, almost thought it was in Canada, because if you look at what uh, they do at Rio Tinto Stadium in Salt Lake, they basically put the bit, the banners up all over the lower bowl. I don't think they have yeah. any attendance for the games. And if they do, it's oh. just very, very limited. But mm-hmm. they because they put the BMO signs and everything around, yep. put the colors, all, all the uh, kind of advertisements kind of make it look like you were watching a game in Vancouver. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, for the first few minutes, I thought it was in Vancouver until I saw a little bit more of the stadium. But my, no. my question to you guys uh, before we get into this game is if we get another team playing in your home stadium from out state because they couldn't play in their stadium, would you guys go to those games? Because I think I would just because I'd want to see like another team play kind of, you know, um, in person. I, I think it would, de- it would depend on what which which team it was for me um i i i probably not to be perfectly honest um you are you talking about if say the loons had to play in illinois or something like that? no i was saying no i'm saying it's like the vancouver vancouver had to play at allianz field they had to play their home games here would you go to vancouver home games here i mean my my first reaction would be yes if say the loons weren't playing home games here i think it'd be a bit much of an ask for a fan say a fan of the loons to go to both loon games and then vancouver games now i think just out of pure curiosity i would probably if it was me i would say yeah i'd love to get to one just to kind of check it out and see what the atmosphere was like and watching a couple maybe new not necessarily neutral teams but teams you're not rooting for or fans of i think it'd be interesting but that being said i think it's a it would have been it's a big ask to say to expect you know, a lot of a significant number of people to go to those games because then you're essentially looking for two traveling teams, yeah. you know, fan bases to make it to those games. And that's why maybe they just said, okay, we're just, we're not going to allow fans one way or the other. Yeah. It's, it's something I think I'd probably do like once just to see, you know, it'd be cool. And I, yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. And I wonder if they do, if it is indeed, it looks like it was no fans. I wonder if they do that just at for a competitive standpoint, it sucks mm-hmm. playing in front of no fans, but I mean, I think it's safe to assume that say a game against, I don't whoever you're playing, you know, odds are you'd have more away fans than you would have Vancouver fans that would even be able to make the trip. Cause you yeah. Yeah. right with the restrictions. Yeah. So we rock into, like I said, Salt Lake to play Vancouver and uh, guys, I felt pretty confident about this game. I did. I did too. Cause yeah. the way we were yeah. playing, uh, I thought we had a really good opportunity to come into uh, against Vancouver and really, you know, put the pedal to the metal, show show them that we show people that we can be an offensive team, come out blazing and just put it on them and say, finally to MLS in general and say, look, this is a team we're going to be this year. This is us. We're offensive. We can do this. Um, however, it didn't uh, turn out that way, guys. It did not at all. Um, from the There's highlights, there. highlights, yeah. From the highlights I saw, really, uh, the first half was anything but uh, great offensively for us. Um, well- and let's talk about that. They, they kind of, you know, the lineup, uh, mm-hmm. what, you know, obviously we, um, they kind of came out in a similar lineup. No, again, uh, no Adrian Anu uh, in the starting, starting 11 anyways. Uh, they kind of, I think they came out, never mind what uh, 
the websites would tell you, but I think they more or less were came out in a four three three again, kind of like they yeah. did against LAFC. Um, with I guess you could say Robin Lude maybe taking that center forward position if anyone was there in the the, the false nine. But uh, yeah, because there were, and then your lineup changes uh, that, that kind of answered our question that we were talking about earlier about Gasper. He was not in the lineup, not surprisingly, as well as Boxel was not in the lineup either. Who I should say he did Boxel did make the trip. Um, with the team out west so I mean I there was at least I know I bet a lot of fans where I certainly was hoping that we would see Boxel you know we didn't see him in LAFC so I was kind of hoping he'd be in the lineup against Vancouver but unfortunately he was not and you know he wasn't uh, available also off the bench so your well, lineup so did, is kind of so did Fragapone though I mean Fragapone made the trip too so oh did he okay yeah so i mean yep. both those guys made the trip and the way he sounded before this trip even started was they were making the trip because he thought they'd be available at some point maybe not the game against lafc but potentially the game against vancouver yeah and i so yeah and so the i mean with the lineup i shouldn't say no changes was, was did finley start uh, against lafc i can't quite remember i believe he did didn't he um, yeah i think he did yeah. So there really, essentially, there was there wasn't too many changes there. Finley gets a start against Vancouver again. I don't know what that says um, about a new and or Nico Hansen uh, recent form, anyways. But uh, it's yeah. interesting again. I mean, I I don't know if it's it's just not having uh, Franco Pane available apparently for these past two games. I wonder if that's really made that's, Adrian Heath kind of shake it up a little bit. I think that's probably the biggest thing, but uh, it is interesting to see Noah new in the starting lineup for the second straight game, especially yeah. on Finley getting the start. So, Well, and that's the problem. It's, it's, you're kind of mixing and matching your front four again, which we saw in the beginning of the season. And now you're doing it again because Fragapane is out and, Anu is not starting. So now you're, you're, again, you're mixing and matching. Um, And so it puts a lot of the pressure back onto Reynoso. Uh, Reynoso then becomes the guy again. And we saw in the beginning of the season, how that affected him when he kind of had to be the guy and he just was, was pressing too much and and, and trying to do too many things in order to score. Um, And then when we got our, front four kind of set you saw Reynoso kind of drop back into more of that facilitator type of role right um so yeah that's not good not good at all but uh what did you guys see in the first half of this game because really from the highlights I saw they were not good there wasn't a lot to to kind of pinpoint it was a very up and up and down kind of well in for, from both teams, it really wasn't uh, wasn't there wasn't really anything remarkable about it. I just remember watching this game and just like, hey, this is just soccer being played. They're just kicking a ball around. There's nothing skillful about this. Um, then, uh, you know, of course, you have uh, uh, the first goal from Vancouver, yes. um, which, by the way, I think uh, Dahomey is a little off sides when, pl- when that uh, ball is played. A little bit. Um, so um uh so that so that there is what uh what the ref's first mistake was that night um but i mean the the first half wasn't really anything remarkable until of course uh the end of the first half which we'll get to in a minute of course which is yeah which it's yeah 
it's it's I was just a, it's a shame like I said I wasn't able unfortunately due to my travels to watch uh, much I would call hardly any of this game so I, I'm not going to go into too many details but uh, yeah unfortunately one of the stretches that I was able to pull up on my phone and stream was kind of about a five or I'd say maybe 10 minute period leading up to uh, Vancouver's first goal there um, what was it about the when was it? 30, 30th minute? Third, was it 23rd? 30, 30? 30, oh, thir- I'm just looking at it. 36 yeah. minute. Yeah, no. So I'm, I think I turned it on about the 25th 36. minute and I was just streaming. And, and from about that, uh, I don't know, 25th minute on that I was able to kind of watch. Uh, boy, I, I, you nailed it, Connor. I just, I was just, it was just kind of boring. I don't know. It right. just felt bland. It just didn't, fe- I wasn't listening to vol. I didn't have the volume on. That didn't help. But just watching the gameplay, it just didn't look, it didn't look very exciting. The game wasn't open. It was kind of clogged up in the mid and just, there wasn't, there was bad passing, I think for the most part on both sides and it was just boring. And then, yeah, you said it. I remember watching the goal cause I saw it horrible timing, I guess you could call it or good timing, I guess, as far as goals being scored are concerned. But I remember thinking, I remember hoping with maybe just a shred of hope that he was offsides, but unfortunately oh. I think, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't get to view it too many times to say it was a bad or call or not, but uh, I remember just hoping and it was either way it was close and uh, it was, it was credit to Vancouver. I think I didn't see who turned it over kind of in the mid, but it was kind of a bang, bang play. And then the, the, the assist, the pass the yeah. run was credit Vancouver here because yeah. they, it was, it was hard passing. to defend. It was yeah. hard to defend. It just happened yeah. so quickly. It, the ball was spot on and the run was just about perfect if he wasn't offside. So it's very hard to defend. And then unfortunately, Tyler Miller was again, you know, he did his best. I, I think his positioning was fine. He just, you know, yeah. you know, the home slotted at home. Couldn't do much about that. But the nice thing is, boys, after this goal, at least the loons come back before the end of the first half. You know, at right. least they put one in the back of the net. Uh, and that goal right there, guys, was a perfect pass from Reynoso to Finley, cutting in the middle. Finley gets a nice drop, puts it in the net. You know, we're tied up 1-1. Um, yeah. That yeah, is the type of passing that uh, Reynoso should be doing on a, on a, on a game-by-game basis. I mean, that's yeah. well, perfect. Absolutely agreed. And Ren- Reynoso and here he was is. the was the magic man on this one because uh, yeah. you know you saw it all the time and at the end of last season and uh and now he's again i mean we we've said it before with the last game is that we're starting to see this uh reynoso emerge again as the playmaker and the uh and the talent man the, the, uh, yep. that uh, uh that we know he can be so uh yeah amazing pass by reynoso i don't think there's uh, a lot of other people that could have picked that one out nope. um but uh, yeah, it was uh, great, and of course, Finley at that range, Finley's not going to miss. Yeah, he should. Well, I'll, I'll I'll say this. I mean, I think I think you could make the the case that he probably he can't miss. You're right, Connor. But I think he you know he missed at, at a very close range shot against LAFC. I think he had some opportunities in the LAFC games that he probably wish he would have had back. So it's nice for him anyways that he gets to start in this game and then makes makes his opportunity count there late in the first half and i'll say that it's starting to sound like a broken record now because uh reynoso for the last now at least four games has been directly involved in goals if he's mm-hmm. not scoring them himself so it's it's great to see and then yeah there was a little uh 
there was a little, I didn't get to see this go live, but watching the replay a couple of times, I, there, it was nice to see there was a little give and go between uh, Lude and Reynoso um, prior mm-hmm. to Reynoso. In fact, Lude actually got credit for an assist on that, just with a little yeah. give and go touch passing before Reynoso s- slotted in there to uh, Finley. And, uh, and it just, it's so interesting because, you know, we talked about, we've talked about it since before the season started, how, you know, how reliant this team has been in the past and is now on Reynoso, but you could almost say the same thing here for Lude. Um, you can see since he came back from the Euro that uh, his contribution to the team has been on nothing short of unbelievable. He's scoring goals. Lude is, you know, on a regular basis. So you could almost make the argument if he lost either one of those two players at this point, this team would be hurting offensively. Mm-hmm. Mm. But you know, we've gotten on this road before about being kind of a team that's focused on one guy. When DQ was here, that was our problem. It's like right. there was no offense without – if DQ wasn't making our offense, we had no offense. Right. And Reynoso, you can see flashes of him trying to do that. But then also you see like plays like this where it's like, okay, he's giving the ball up in a good position to get that goal, something DQ would never do. Um, so – my hope is that Reynoso can find a good balance of when he needs to be the scorer and when he needs to be the facilitator. And I think we're seeing that a little bit more uh, in these last two, three, four games. I think we're seeing a lot more Reynoso figuring out when to try to score and when to try to pass the ball to his teammates and also trusting his teammates. Yeah. I think that's a big thing for him because I think he trusted Molino, excuse me, a lot last year. Uh, This year, I think he has some, some, big trust issues with guys like Finley um, who he didn't really, you know, you know, he had Molina last year. Finley was kind of on the side, kind of doing his thing, but you know, he's got to get that trust with those guys. Uh, And I'm seeing that now I'm seeing him be able to do that, which is great. Yeah. And yeah, you, you see it perfectly on a, if you, if we move into the second half here uh, it doesn't say what minute it is, but there's an opportunity where Reynoso has a free kick uh, and he takes the free kick and uh, puts it into the area and entrusts his guys to get on the end of it. And you actually see Adrian Anu get on the end of it. And the only mm-hmm. thing that stops it from being a goal is, it's, uh, is it hits the post and heads back out. Uh, but it was a beautiful uh, free kick from Reynoso. And uh, just uh, he just counted on his guys to be able to get on the end of it. Uh, so if, if this continues, Minnesota could be a very dangerous team heading forward. And uh, we might see... Uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll knock on wood, but uh, we might see a, a hot run coming up pretty soon. I hope so. And and, you're, and just to go back to Adrian Anu, Anu comes in right at the start of the first or the second half. Um, so obviously, uh, uh, Heath's um, deal with not putting him in the starting lineup was to get him in the second half to get some offense going if that first half ended like it did. So Anu is available. It's just I don't know if he doesn't think it's the right fit for him right now with Fragapane being out and in set all that type of stuff. So mm. we'll see. And of course we have the, the Abila situation, you know, right. Abila is not playing. So is Heath a little bit concerned that a new comes in and then a new gets injured. They don't have a back, you know, there's all this stuff going on. Uh, so we get up guys to the 75th minute. And the Robin Lude goal, which, you know, in all honesty, it's Robin Lude. I mean, the guy can score goals. 
in his sleep. Yep. Um, what do you guys think of that goal? Uh, well, in my opinion, it was just uh, it obviously starts with uh, a an intercept interception from a bad Vancouver pass. Uh, and um, who was it who was uh, who assisted on that goal? I think it was it Dotson. Uh, Will Trap actually ended up with assist, but I'll let you. Will Trap, uh, okay. Yeah, I'll let you continue because at this, I unfortunately was not able to watch any of the second half, so I'm going to just let you take it away here, Connor, on the goal. Gotcha. Um, well, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, Will Trap was right, in, uh, just in the right position to make that play, but it's a it's a horrible pass, but from Vancouver. And uh, Will Trap looks up right away, has great vision, and sees Robin Lude uh, running, uh, running, and you know the the Vancouver defense is all over its uh, is all, all over the place at this point. So yeah. there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot they can do with Lude charging forward at full pace. Uh, and then uh, we're getting to know Robin Lude's left foot really, really well here, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, that's I think three out of four games where he's. Uh, He's scored. Um, he, he scored either the in the last fifteen minutes uh, with his left foot. Yep. And uh, he's he's got a killer. He's got a killer shot with that one. Uh, he does. And again, you see it. You see it again. It's a perfect curling shot into the into the far post and a beautiful, beautiful strike. Here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is. It's uh, definitely a. Whoa, Dave! Like, oh, sorry about that. Dave went blown to just be blown up. Gee, many Christmas there's Dave. Um, I mean, Robin Lud is Robin Lud, and we've seen in the past now two years how he's just come on and become like a great player for this team. And again, I'm gonna say it for the 50th time: I don't care where you play him, I'm right, the left, the center. I don't give a shit. The guy just knows where to be. He's got a knack for being in the right place at the right time and has a talent to put it back in the net. I mean, he's, he's a talented player. There's not, nothing else to say about that. Um, let's move on guys to the end of this match, because this was the big controversy here. Uh, this foul in the 92nd minute, 91st, 91st and a half, 93rd. Yeah. 93. Um, you know, it's not a foul. It's not. Absolutely not. It's not a foul. It's, if anything, it's, it's a foul on them. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's yeah. Ethan Finley getting tied up with his man, and it's it's definitely not a it's not a foul. It's it's a it, 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 the Vancouver player crosses in front of Finley anyways. I, I don't yeah. get where, where where we're getting a foul, and they're both jockeying for position here. Yeah, um, and and they both go down. It, it's it's. It's not the type of foul you be call, you should be calling in the final couple minutes of a freaking match. No, just it's doesn't. not. No, know? it's not. I'm wondering what the referee saw there too. Yeah. Because and any other, uh, I mean, I I really can't find an explanation for this call. No. And I think that's what infuriates me the most about this one is because you see the whenever I've watched the replay again and again and again of this and uh, the it goes that. Uh, Dahomey and uh, Finley are both charging for the ball. It's heading inside the 18-yard box, yeah. and uh, Dahome. And in fact, Dahomey, is it Dahomey or Dahome or I don't know. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Dahome on that. Mm-hmm. Dahome. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually strides in front of Finley. He does. And, pu- exactly. and tries to push Finley out of the out of the way. What's his Finley leg from? The, Finley's on the receiving end of a yeah, challenge. Exactly. There. 
Exactly. It's so, and not, then the foul is called against Finley. How does that happen? It's not. It, it's it's a ridiculous foul. It's yeah. It's one of those deals where uh, I, again I'll go to another another sport in the NBA. You know the NBA is known for calling shit like that at the end of games, and it's like it's not even there aren't even fouls. They're just like stupid plays. You should be letting these guys play at the end of, the, of a match. You should be letting these guys play the play. Yeah. Yes, there's going to be some hard fouls that you're going to have to call. But stuff like this should not be called at all. I'm sorry. Right. It just should not be called at all. Absolutely agreed. You know, you're talking about you're talking about the difference between uh, the loons getting three points and one point. Mm-hmm. And what happens if we come down to the end of the season and it's the difference between the loons making the playoffs and not making the playoffs and it's two points? Yep. You know, I, I, this is a type of shit that, yeah. that, that can't happen. Yeah, absolutely you know? right. Absolutely right. And the and, and the other thing is that you know, every time a foul is committed in the box, you have to go to VAR and, and look at it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So why does the ref not do that this time? Uh, I don't know. It's clear. It's, I mean, and, uh, you know, you have to question the VAR referee uh, mm-hmm. on that one as well, because you have to say, because the re- it's the VAR referee's job to say, hey, this is actually what happened. You should come take a look at this. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's, it's, there's two, two big mistakes on that. You know, the ref calling the foul in the first place and VAR not coming and saying, Hey, you made a mistake. It's not a foul. Let the game continue. That's that. Um, so yeah, there's going to have to be some sort of comment from MLS at some point in this week saying that shouldn't have been a foul. I don't know if they'll say it, but they should. I, um, I a hundred percent think they won't. Yeah. I don't think they will either, but it's an uproar. I mean, it, it is, it is, it's ridiculous. I, I just, I, I don't, I've seen enough of these things happen uh, in the premier league to know that it, it's, it, we've got to fix it somehow. It, it's got to be a fix. And if VAR is not going to fix it, then I don't know what the fuck can fix it. Really. I don't. Well, there shouldn't have been anything to fix in the first place in this one. Yeah. Like, what? but that's the reason, I, it's, but it's kind of, that's the reason you have VAR is to fix mistakes like this. Right. Well, yes. And and, yeah. and if, if you have a mistake that happens, VAR should fix it. Yeah. And if VAR is not going to fix it, then what the fuck do we have VAR for in the first place? Exactly. Exactly right. Sorry to yeah. say it. it, it yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's just, you know, it is. And it's just, just what a crazy time for, you know, such a, a close controversial call like that, you know, in added time you know, of the second half, it's just crazy that, you know, th- those are the times where you, you, you know, you need to make sure the call is right. I mean, you always do. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can't, you're right. Dave. You're totally right. Dave. These are the type of plays that you have to make sure they are right. And I get there's human error involved. I understand that, but human error between the refs on the field and the guys up in VAR, there should be enough heads in those two areas to say, Maybe we should look at this and maybe we should overturn this. I don't yeah. know how that gets past so many people. Yeah. You know? How does that work? Clearly every, clearly everybody in the, like every, every single, I mean, I took, I looked at at uh, Twitter after the game and uh, everybody, including people outside of uh, mm-hmm. Minnesota United fandom, um, mm-hmm. they, everybody knew this was a, this was a horrible call. Yeah. This and it, the worst penalty call ever. Yeah. And even if, Okay. Flip sides. If you're on the opposing side and you're getting that penalty, yeah. I would still be going, that's not a fucking foul. 
Oh yeah, we, for we, sure. We robbed him there. We totally yeah. robbed him. This yeah. is not one of those like I'm a fan of the loons, so I think it's a foul, but Vancouver thinks it's not, you know, all that type of shit. This yeah. is not one of those situations. This is a blatant non-foul. This is a non-call. Yeah. 100% uh, it is. Ugh. So instead of getting three points out of this game, we ended up getting one, yep. which is bullshit. Um, well, it is. And it's, it's amazing how you look at these two games on, the, you know, call it a West Coast road trip, and which it more or less is, and how, how the game against LAFC ends with a late goal to, to say, steal the point. Mm. And this one ends with a late penalty and, and goal by Vancouver to kind of feel robbed of a couple points. So it's, the yeah, big, it, and it has a gut punch between the two games. You know, you kind of, you're looking at three here. And even if you didn't get the one in LAFC, you know, you, you feel robbed coming off these two games, at least of a point, you know, but you, and you're looking at, but you look at the standings too, Dave, and you say, we get those three points against Vancouver and we are sitting by ourselves in fifth place. Okay. And we are two points back of Colorado for fourth place. Yeah. And we're three points back of LA, the galaxy for third place. I mean, now we're sitting in sixth, you know, I, I, we should be in fifth place. We should be up there. We should yep. be making a beeline for a top three spot. 100%. I don't think I don't think anybody's catching Seattle. And I think Seattle and, and SKC are going to go head to head here for the one and two for the rest of the season, but we should be sitting in the, in a good spot to get in a third place right now. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's I mean, we're, we're, the loons are certainly uh, well out of uh, uh, the, those top two spots, which you would expect up to the start yeah. they had, but yeah, I mean, you look at teams like you look at Seattle. Now they've lost several. We talked about it mm-hmm. uh, before, but they lost again. They've lost um, three now since uh, since their unbeaten run. They've since uh, their eight zero and five uh, run. They've won one and lost three. Yeah, yeah, and then Kansas City lost. Uh, I think this past weekend as well. Um, but uh, that, Dallas, I'm not, yeah, yeah, I'm not not. I'm just that's more of a comment on the parity of the league, not our chances of Minnesota catching one of those top two spots. That seems a little optimistic now. But hey, where were we? You know, when we were sitting zero and four, so. Well, it's, it's, the problem is Dave, it's just, it's frustrating because like I said before, we, it could come down to those two points could make or break us in. I hope it doesn't. I hope that doesn't mean the playoffs for us, but it could mean having a home game, a home playoff game here and having a away playoff game. It could mean that Hey, think about that for a second. If we're not in fourth place, if we end up in fifth place, that's, it's a home playoff game that we don't get. And that, yep. that two points can make all the difference, you know, and I hope it's not that case. I hope, you know, we go on a run now and, and just, you know, clear the board and just make it so that that can't happen. But man, this type of shit is frustrating. Yeah. Very frustrating. hundred percent it is. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so guys, that's, that's two, two draws this week. That's two points better than no points. Yeah. Um, but could have been, could have been six should, points. Should have been four points. Should have been four points. Could have yeah. been six. You know. Yeah. Could have been. Could have been. Um. You know. But what do you do? You know. You play the games. You win. You lose. You draw. You know. But uh, yeah. Um. Dave, how much time do you have left here? Um. I have probably about oh I don't know fifteen minutes before I've got a hard out. All right. Well, we could do some history then. 
All righty. Mystery, go for it, Connor. All right. Yeah, let's uh, let's do some history. So we've got, uh, so the last uh, show we did was on the 26th, right? So let's go back to the 27th, July 27th. Uh, and we're going to go with 1977 when, <laughs> uh, when the, the kicks win against the Dallas Tornado 2-1. See, that work, uh, again, that works. Tornadoes yeah, works. I agree. Also, that also by the way, that day, uh, two years ago, United drew zero zero against the Vancouver Whitecaps, which is oh. a little bit more infuriating. Yeah. Um, now we're gonna move on to July twenty eighth, and let's go with uh, let's go with nineteen ninety nine uh, when the Thunder go to the New Orleans Storm and lose three two. New what now? The New Orleans Storm. New Orleans storms. Well, I get, yeah, yeah. Hurricane storms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of course, yeah. 1999 was before Katrina and everything, but, uh, but they've always been kind of a hotbed for, for precursors and precursor to that then, I guess. That's... Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and then of course, uh, actually this on that same day in 1979 was uh, a win against the Houston hurricane. Yep. So and that's what, what date was that in 79? Uh, July 28th. Three days, three days before I was born. Three oh, days. Wow. Three days. Yeah. There you go. Damn. Yeah. Um, happy belated, by the way, Tony. I don't think I yeah, ever t- wished you a happy birthday. Yeah, you know, turn forty. Yeah, Tony, I gotta, I gotta do, I gotta do that here too. Of course, I'm a day ahead, and my head's all, yeah. I'm all discombobulated. But uh, wow. yeah, happy birthday on the thirty first. I you. wish I could have been there to celebrate with you guys, especially on, you know, on the food truck this past weekend. Sounds yeah. like I missed a good one. Hey, How'd that go? By the way, was uh, uh, was it everything you wanted it to be? Yeah, it's a good barbecue. ODB, you know, she's great. Um, good barbecue. Had some people. My parents came up. Uh, the Sterling's family stopped by. Johnny stopped by for a while. Um, you mean we, Frank? Uh, Frank, yeah, Frank yeah. stopped by. Uh, yeah. We did. We got a chance to uh, play a little of my arcade machine down here. Of course, Johnny was all excited, you know, to see it because he's getting his own like mine. Um, when he gets his basement done, so he was excited to see it. And Sterling's never seen it before, so yeah. I think Johnny yeah. Johnny posted a picture of himself playing uh, FIFA '94. Yeah, he did. Mm. He did post a picture of that. It was that's uh, insane. We played it. I played against him, and the crazy thing about it is, I don't know what buttons are which. So there was a lot of uh, guys blowing past guys going towards the goal, and then passing it out of bounds because I didn't <laughs> know what to kick or anything like that. And so yeah. That- uh, yeah. That's that is crazy. And that intro I saw the I don't think I played FIFA 94. That was the mm-hmm. first one. I think you made a point of saying that was the kick the one that kicked it off. But I know I clearly remember uh, in our high school days having memories yeah. of I think it might have been like FIFA 96 or 97 mm-hmm. or 90. One of those games that I had on my computer, yep. my PC at the yeah. time that I just loved. Playing. Oh, yeah, it was. Uh, you know, those games are fun. Uh, but uh, you look yeah. back at it and you play it. And it's like, holy crap. How? Uh, things have changed i mean it was so That's, like simple i mean it, it really there was nothing to it i mean yeah i remember thinking like it, it didn't take long i mean it was kind of like the madden uh franchise mm-hmm. but i mean just in just a yeah. few years i think that's why i think i'm thinking 96 97 was the first fifa game i played on my mm-hmm. pc and i just remember having a blast and at that point i was not much of a soccer fan at all yeah. Yeah. but i enjoyed playing that game and i think that's what made you know that's what made FIFA so successful and still so extremely successful worldwide. Well, and FIFA is yeah. successful because they had the um, 
licenses for like everybody, right? So FIFA's got licenses for like basically every team. Well, now they're losing licenses to uh, the Italian licenses are going to this PEC soccer, wherever the heck it is. But I mean, FIFA's got every player you could ever think of in the world on their damn game. I and mean, think about that. Think of the thousands of players in soccer there are that's on FIFA. I mean, that's just incredible, right? I mean, it's nuts. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is. And like, uh, I remember uh, my, the first FIFA game I ever played was uh, FIFA 2001. And mm-hmm. uh, they, back then, they only had uh, the Premier League back. This is when I was living in London. So yep. I was, uh, I was getting a lot into soccer back then. And uh, um, I was, so they only had the Premier League on there. And now the, uh, the, the latest ones have, uh, have all of the English leagues on there, like league yep. one, league two, the championship yep. and uh, some, some lower divisions in Spain and some lower yep. divisions in, uh, in France and Italy. And yep. it's, uh, it's pretty amazing what, the, what they've, uh, what they've it's accomplished. Not, it's nuts. Still not enough stadiums though. I'll tell you that much. Agreed. And how can you really? I mean, you, you know. I mean, you have to go to every single stadium in the world and scan it, basically. Yeah. If people are like, well, you can do that for like NFL and MLB. It's like, yeah, it's 30 stadiums. Yeah. You know, uh, soccer has yeah. hundreds that's, of stadiums. A zillion I mean, stadiums. They yeah. still don't have Allianz Field in this damn thing. I mean, we'll see if they have it this I mean, year. In, you know? in what? I, in I doubt it. <laughs> they don't? No, I don't have Allianz Field in FIFA yet. Not Allianz oh, wow. Field, no. No, no, I, I doubt they will for a while even because, yeah. uh, I mean, Allianz Field is, is basically a younger brother of the Allianz Arena in, uh, in Munich, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, as, as far as, uh, as MLS stadiums goes, I would say you only have, uh, the only reason you have Seattle Stadium is because the Seahawks play there and, uh, yeah. the, uh, and you've got uh, the LA Galaxy Stadium that, uh, of course, everybody around the world knows who the LA Galaxy is and, yep. Uh, and then I think, um, I think there's another one that's, uh, that's, yeah. uh, I can't remember, but, um, it's, it's, uh, oh, you know, Atlanta's Atlanta stadium, I think is. Yeah. There. Well, of course, uh, cause the Falcons play the Falcons there. Play yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. And now you might have a Chicago fire might have their stadium there too. Cause it's soldier field. That's so, right. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll have that, you know? So, yeah. Uh, moving on to July 29th, uh, 2012. Uh, when the Stars lose 1-0 at the Puerto Rico Islanders. There you go. Good name. That's Good name. One. Yeah. It's an island. Yeah, uh, it works. Yeah. Uh, 1977, uh, when the... Uh, 1977 on July, July 30th, when the Kicks win 4-3 against the Las Vegas Quicksilvers. All right. That was kind of Las cool. Vegas, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to fast forward over here to August 1st when, uh, in 1981, when the kicks win 2-0 against the Edmonton Drillers. Ooh, the Drillers. That's a new one, I think. I think that's a new one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. I think Edmonton Oilers, Drillers, you know. Yeah, yeah Oilers, Drillers. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's your history for the day, guys. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice times. Well, uh, Dave, I hope that uh, China treats you well. Um, yeah, I know, uh, you'll be able to be on next week. And next week, guys, it's a big podcast. It is number one hundred. It it's is our hundredth episode. No kidding. Um, yeah, it is. And we'll have uh, a special guest, uh, hopefully, on the podcast. 
I was hoping to do it uh, at a brewery, but because COVID is kind of getting a little crazy and Dave, you're in China and you, I want you to be on the 100th podcast, uh, we're going to do a Zoom, I believe. Uh, we will have a special guest for our 100th podcast. Um, everybody will know who it is, but uh, I won't say it, but you'll be able to figure it out. Uh, but uh, yeah, 100 episodes. I mean, it's freaking nuts. That is so. crazy. Yeah, I knew I knew we were c- coming up into the '90s, and I guess I, I I I knew it was close, but I didn't realize it was ne- the next one. So yeah, that is extremely exciting. And we should say the next game is uh, a week from, or this coming Saturday now, as you guys record uh, against yep. at Allianz Field against Houston. So right. against Houston, uh, weather at this point looks uh, decent, not too hot, not too cold, just right. Um, we'll see if that changes. Hopefully, the smoke gets the hell out of here. Um, because I don't need those guys playing in smoky freaking arenas. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, you know, guys, I guess before we get out of here, I, I want to say the season has been kind of weird. I mean, to start off the season, like, yeah, like we did, it was just terrible. And all of a sudden we're like back at it. But then we're kind of like, you think we're kind of on our, on our way. And then all of a sudden we get kind of bogged down in these draws and, you know, loss here and a draw here. And then we win a couple games. We're like, Ooh, and then, you know, it's been a weird season. I just, yeah, you know, it has. weird in the sense, cause you don't, you know, you, you, we sit here, you know, in early August and, and we're kind of, I don't know, we're not, you got to look back at now the, you know, the, what the loons have had one loss in their past, what, 11 games now or yeah. 10 games. I think it's 11. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And so you got to look at that. And then a, considering the start the team had, you know, mm-hmm. losing their first four, it, it's, it's a weird spot to be. Cause you know, I don't think anybody's thrilled. I mean, maybe we should be that we're just in we're we're above the playoff line at this point, but nobody is thrilled. I don't think I can speak for myself and probably you guys, but it's think, it's an odd season. It's just. It's well, I think everybody. Odd. I think everybody expected Minnesota to be uh, a contender this yes, year. That's right, Rock mm-hmm. Connor. Um, yeah, I think there was a lot of expectations coming into the season. I think there was a lot of people in the beginning who were very excited uh, yeah. about this about this team, and then you come out and you you shit the bed in the first four games, and all of a sudden, like just your whole you're down. I mean, you're just like everything's gone. Like everything's yeah. like yeah, ugh. and it doesn't help that you've made some uh moves uh, some good moves and some bad moves that really haven't i mean fragapani is doing some things anu is kind of he's getting there uh uh what's his name abila is pretty much done with this team he's he's gone he's out the door um uh, you got old players like jan gregus who uh, as rumors are on on twitter he's this is his last season here uh, unless he you know decides to come back for a cheaper contract. Um, you got guys, Ozzy Alonzo playing off the bench, you know, so yeah, it's just been a weird season all around. And yeah. I don't think we've found like our footing yet. You know, I don't think we really found the, you know, we're not, we're not quite there yet, guys. I just, I just don't see it yet. You know, no, no, it's, it's, not yet. I think, yeah, for all the reasons you pointed out, I think they have the tools to uh, yeah. to make a late run, which is which is promising for sure. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. 
but you know, as, uh, we're, as we're re, uh, as we're recording this guys uh it's a little off subject but uh the gold cup final is going to start in about 10 minutes here nice nice so hopefully a win comes for usa i'm, I'm not sure what their chance i'm not sure what their chances are going to be uh probably honestly not that great but um uh but hey go usa go team them. usa yep and before we get out of here, guys, I just want to say uh, thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. For myself, Tony, Connor, and for Dave, we'll talk to you guys in about a week. All right. See you All then. Right. Sounds good.